Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, the podcast where two 30-year-olds guide you through the latest trends, creators, and stories from the TikTok universe. I'm Melissa Rosen. And I'm Dina Greenbaum. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Dina. How's it going? Good. We're doing a bonus episode. I love these bonus episodes. Yeah, we wanted to do a rundown of the TikTok trends so far this past month. Well, we're going to go into some older trends too, but we really wanted to do the food trends. But there's a couple of non-food trends that we want to talk about. And then we're going to bring on a special guest to talk about the food trends, uh, which I'm very excited about. Yes, me too. Looking forward to it. Surprise guests. Surprise guests. All right. So the first trend that we got to talk about are these TED Talk videos. So Jerabine does this great tutorial because I'm like, how the fuck do people make these? But apparently it's like an Instagram filter. So what it is, is just someone on a TED stage doing a TED talk but it's really not a TED talk it's just like a one-liner like a funny one-liner yeah and it's the visual is like a little animated body on like a yeah sort of animated uh, TED talk stage but the head is really big it's almost like a caricature so even just the visual is sort of funny to start but then yeah like people have been doing uh one guy at it's shy posted Somebody's rent's due soon. Shit, not mine. I'm 13. <laughs> um, imagine, yeah, he said, imagine being an adult. I could never. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's stuff like that that's just sort of like silly, fun one-liners. And then it's like ev- the effect has like everybody in the audience goes wild as if it's like the end of a t- TED Talk. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll play one here. If you ask to see his phone and he freaks, he's clapping another girl's cheeks. It is what it is. We belong to the street. So that's one example. We'll play another example. No study, me no care. Me go marry a millionaire. If he die, me no cry. Me go marry another guy. Thank you. And then the last one to highlight is from at I am Monica. It's someone named Ariana Schofield. And her TED Talk is, fuck it, go ahead and get that tattoo. What your parents going to do? Rub it off? I love hearing you recite that, Dina. Yeah. I'm the last person who would get a tattoo because I'm way too indecisive. I, I wouldn't know what to put on my body for the rest of my life. Oh, I just have, like, severe phobia of all health issues. <laughs> the next person we're going to talk about, it's not really a trend. It's a side of TikTok that really inspires me One of my friends, Rashi, sent it to me. It's Hedge Talk. So I think there might be only one person a part of Hedge Talk. And it is someone named Killen Sunderman. His handle is at Killer Sunday. We'll play his Hedge Talk video now. I'm just going to go through some of the hedges in my local area and just tell you whether I like them or not. So uh, the first hedge is this one here, um, which I don't even think I need to talk about because... Like, they obviously just nailed it. Uh, I don't know who designed it, but I just love how they've just managed to just combine, like, the shrubbery and then, like, the thorns and, like, some random leaves and then just, like, some sticks there. I just think they just nailed it. And I just, whoever was involved, 
deserve a pat on the back. Well, this hedge, you know, it makes me really angry to see things like that because, you know, there's just no effort. Where's the, you know, where's the pride in your work? No creative expression, no effort. It makes me really, I just don't want to even, I don't want to look at it, actually, sorry. I'm a bit annoyed, actually. Too much thorns, and it's just a little bit too damp. Obviously, like, that's not their fault. It's been raining for the last 300 years. I'm shocked that you're this inspired by Hedge Talk. <laughs> such a weird side of TikTok. It's so weird, but it's so great because he rates the hedges and... He, I guess he's from Ireland. I actually don't know, but I love his accent. I just like love his vibe. He's out in nature. I don't know. It's it's a great escape for me since I'm in a blizzard of New York City. Has he posted more than this one video though, or are you just oh, continually yeah. watching this one video? No, even um, my friend Rashi sent me two videos of his. So there's there's more hedge talk. It's not just this. Oh yeah, I think he's got to be in. It looked like Ireland or Scotland or something. The next trend I will never be a part of, and I don't get it, but it's huge on TikTok, and a lot of people are buying these scrunchy butt leggings because they see them on TikTok. And they're $20 on Amazon, and, you know, it's supposed to make your butt look like Kim Kardashian's butt. But I don't, I don't know. Melissa, what do you think of them? Yeah, it's very, like, fit-fluencer-y. Mm. Which, like, honestly is a, like, yeah, like, I hadn't seen any of this on my TikTok because I, that's not the type of content that typically shows up for me. Mm. But, yeah, I know it's, like, a big trend. And, like, there are a lot of women who have bought the leggings and either been like, oh, this didn't help me at all. <laughs> or sort of showing just, like, the uh maybe the like instagram versus reality of butt enhancing leggings yeah but some people love them because they say they're 20 dollars and they're comfortable and they do look good so i guess it depends on your body type but the the scrunch is basically in your butt crack and that's why your butt looks bigger so i don't get how that's comfortable it just seems like you have a constant wedgie like i just don't understand it it looked so what i actually thought they did look comfortable because it almost looks like it's a little baggy in the butt because of that. Like the scrunch gives it so it's not so tight. So I was like, oh, that actually looks comfortable. Mm. All right. Well, I'm not going to try them. We'll so. never know. We'll never know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, here's a video with, with someone who, who did try them. I gave in and bought the Kiwi Rata Women's Grunch but Yoga Pants. I expect it to look more like Kim K. I'm kind of disappointed. This next trend I'll take. You uh, told me about this last night at 11 o'clock my time, which was 2 a.m. your time. You just it's sent me like, for the course. <laughs> like hundreds of these. Hundreds of these videos. Um, and uh, you said, oh, my God, Billy Joel is trending on TikTok, yeah, which I'm shocked. Huge for us. Um, yeah, huge. I mean, we're big Billy Joel fans. We're New York Jews, so of course, he's our religion. And um, yeah, his song Zanzibar is trending. And yeah, you sent me it started. Her handle is at MaxMith underscore. And she created this really cool looking dance. 
it's funny because her version is so understated. So it's so the opposite of like a Charlie D'Amelio dance or anyone yeah. on the straight side of TikTok. So it's basically four dance moves. It's you pull the curtains, you give the middle finger, you drive the car, and then jazz guitar. And that's the song. So like even I could do that dance. Yeah, I just did it. I can do it too. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, should I... We d- uh, you did a good job. <laughs> should we do it? <laughs> yeah, should we do it? Should we do it? Pull, Pull the, curtains, the curtains. Middle finger. Drive the car. the car. Jazz guitar. Jazz guitar. Jazz guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, it was beautiful. Yeah, even we got it. Shiny town. She's gonna pull the curtains down for me. For me. And then a lot of people are doing it. The originator, Max Smith, whose handle that is, she did a TikTok and she was asking for credit, which I find interesting. Like, yes, I think everyone deserves credit for starting something, but sometimes it's just so hard to figure out where trends start on TikTok. It's it's impossible. I think people are getting better at tagging the original, but if I hadn't come across or done like research scrolling through, I would have never known. It came up on a million people's, you know, pages without the credit. So, yeah, TikTok in that way, it, it's it's a little crazy. Yeah, it's once something catches like wildfire like that, it's very hard to trace it back to its original roots. It, it was a little jarring for me, I will say. And like the the thing that's almost funny about this is like you and I are actually like sort of too young to be like that into Billy Joel even like Billy Joel's like really like our parents generation um yeah. but like I found it super weird almost watching all these very young people yeah, teens. dance to a Billy Joel song do a TikTok, TikTok dance yeah I wonder if Billy Joel knows and I wonder if this is like getting him like this has happened before where old older songs and older artists are just like why is my song now on the charts like 30 years later and it's all because of tiktok right yeah the stevie nicks yeah that's who i was thinking of yeah it's a good example with the cranberry juice in this in the skateboard yeah yeah it's super and i think just because i've always been like very into billy joel he's always been my favorite artist this is even weirder like it's not just like oh that like old song from the 70s it's like I don't know. It feels like a weird invasion of like my personal music taste suddenly blowing up on TikTok. Does it make you feel like you're too old for TikTok? Honestly, yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like like I'm watching this sort of being like, oh, what are these kids doing to this mm-hmm, song? Mm-hmm, yeah. Although the dance is, is good. I mean, I'm not going to post a TikTok video of me doing the dance, but it is it is weird because... We are now not the youngest generation, and that's very apparent. Yeah. Ugh, we old. Speaking of old, this next trend has to do with, like, death, I think. Dying. It does, but in in a funny way. So it's an audio by, the handle is at badgalariri. Please let me bring my 
So basically all these girls are posting. It looks like to me a vision board. It has different brands and then it's also, you know, a guy that they would want to see in heaven. So I saw one with like Harry Styles or like Liam Helmsworth and a lot of them post um, like Chick-fil-A and food. So it's basically like showcasing your personality by just taking brands, pictures and, and pictures of guys and putting them in the sky. So it's like, these are the people I want to see in heaven or the things I want to see in heaven. Again, it does make me feel too old <laughs> because like if I were to put brand, they'd be like old brands, be like Dunkaroos or something. I don't oh, know. you just want to be reunited with Dunkaroos. And well, I have been. Dunkaroos did come, come back, but. I was scrolling through them and one I just saw this girl had Trader Joe's and I was like, oh yeah, that's what I would do. <laughs> Yeah. How sad is that? I wonder how, they, do you know how they actually make those boards though? Yes. So I was fascinated by this and um, people in the comments were asking and one of the videos said Pixart. Is that, oh. I think it's Pixart. Again, hmm. too old. I don't know what that program is. I'm assuming <laughs> it's for the young app. people. I assume it's an app and maybe it's just, yeah, it's like, I mean, it looks, yeah, it literally looks like just a vision board. Right. That you could just make on your phone. Yeah. yeah. I think that ties up all the non-food related trends and we are going to bring out our guest for food trends. Since Melissa and I are very bad chefs and we can't cook and we, we know how to eat food, but we don't know... About I have food. some issues with eating food yes, as well. Yes, is allergic to everything. But we needed to bring teeth. in a food expert. <laughs> our food expert is our friend Sam. Sam is an acclaimed journalist, documentarian, and all around has great knowledge about food. She's been all over the world eating food, so she can give us all the background we need for the TikTok food trends. Welcome, Sam. How are you? I'm I'm great, Dina and Melissa. It's so great to be here. I'm um, just really honored that you guys consider me an expert of food-related things because I think like my main thing is that I like make fun of what you guys are eating and cooking, and I'm kind of just like not very nice. <laughs> That's a good way to know that somebody knows what they're talking about is if they're mean to other people. You can usually tell that they're an expert of some sort. So let's dive right in. We're going to start with this trend that's taking over TikTok by storm. It's even on the Discover page. It's the baked feta. So we're going to play the audio of the one that blew up. It has over 8.3 million views. And it's the handle of the person who posted it is at Cooking with Aya. So I heard this pasta was so popular in Finland that they actually ran out of feta cheese. I had to try it for myself and let me tell you it's worth all the hype. Start with cherry tomatoes and garlic in an oven dish. Add some olive oil, season with oregano and salt and pepper. Now for the magic. Add a block of feta in the middle, season and pop in the oven for about 30 minutes. I love roasting garlic for that beautiful flavor and creaminess. Mix all together for that incredible sauce. Now just add your pasta and fresh basil. It's creamy, sweet and salty in every bite. So Sam, can you explain the origin story? Yes, okay. So I did a deep dive on this because like the popular TikTok audio was like the recipe that made feta like get sold out in Finland, which like 
such a strange like framing of the like it didn't make a lot of sense like unless you do the backstory i'm still not really sure like about that part that part seems not totally true but basically this recipe was invented by a finnish food blogger named jenny hyrenen i'm butchering it but she invented the recipe like two years ago so it was invented in 2019 um i know she's like big on instagram but i think she's also a food blogger so it, it took off in like early 2019 then there was like i think like the instagram like big success happened in the summer of 2019 and then there was like another round of success like over the past like month or two um but this woman who like did the original recipe just got on tiktok like two weeks ago because she found out that this like third awakening of her recipe had like caused this huge trend on TikTok. So now she's on TikTok. Her handle is at Lee Mesa, L-I-E-M-E-S-S-A. It probably means something in Finnish. I don't know. It's fine. We'll send, you know, we'll put it in the show notes. It's really interesting because me and Melissa were talking about how it's so hard to find out who started a trend on TikTok. And this is like hard to find out who started this trend in real life. Like it's, it happened i cannot believe it happened two years ago but and the fact that this woman kind of on tiktok who wasn't the originator of the recipe then took it and blew it up in the united states is beyond and now everyone is doing like their adapt adaptations of it like all of my the food bloggers that i follow like my favorite food blogger is like this smitten kitchen it's like this woman deb who cooks from her like small new york kitchen and she's incredible she's on tiktok now and she did this a version with like chickpeas. Then she made it a dip. She made focaccia with it. And I was like, this is so fun. And like, so there's like been Asian adaptations. Like people have been like so excited. I saw one today with like butternut squash and all the comments were like, good, I hate tomatoes. I've been waiting for someone to use like a different thing. So it's really just like has like a whole mind of its own and it's delicious. And my for you page is full of delicious looking pastas that I want to eat or dips. Like people have just like done a lot of different things with it. So it's super cool. Melissa did one. Melissa, you want to talk about your variation? Well, yeah, because it was all over my For You page, like you're saying, and it does look delicious. Like whatever variation people have done with it, I'm like, oh my God, that looks so good. Um, So I was just like, I want to have that for lunch. I'm hungry right now. But yeah, I don't know how to cook, nor did I have time to like put this in the oven for 40 minutes or whatever. So I just used like Trader Joe's pre-made tomato soup, put pasta and then feta cheese in it. It was great. Yeah. How did it taste? Because it actually looked really good. I was like pretty impressed yeah, with it. I'm like Dina's oh uh, delicious Sour Patch Kid tortilla, which we'll talk about later. Oh yeah, we'll get to that later. <laughs> well, wow, good? Sam. High praise. Thank you. That's very high praise. Wait, but Melissa, how did your pasta taste? Like, how was it? Yeah, it was great. Like, what's not to like? It's literally just like pre-made Trader Joe's tomato soup and pasta. Yeah, it's great. Was it more like soup or more like like soup with tortellinis in it? Or was it like a pasta sauce? You know, back in the day when I was growing up in the south of Florida, there was an Italian restaurant we went to that had a dish called tortellini and brodo. And I would say it tasted similar to that. It was tortellini and brodo and for those of you who don't speak italian uh that means tortellini in broth wow 
Oh, I didn't know we would get a language lesson from you today, Melissa. I'm proud of you. All that time spent abroad in Florence really worked out. Thriving and loving life in Florence. And now she speaks fluent Italian. <laughs> Bravo. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, another variation I wanted to call it was Jeremy Sheck. Sheck Eats did one, and it, that one looked really good, too. Was there anything else you wanted to add on the baked feta trend, Sam? I think Jeremy Sheck's was, like, funny because he, like, tried to make some joke about, like, how the feta was sold out, so he had to, like, get it from Finland, and everyone was, like, confused, and it was not a good sarcasm. Like, it was a bad use of sarcasm. Like, it didn't translate, but he's delightful. I enjoy his presence on TikTok. He is so delightful. Wait, can I ask, do I know him from somewhere? Like, I I feel like he was in a TV show I watched. Is he just, like, a TikToker, though? He's, I, I think he was doing food stuff even before TikTok. He has, like, I think he has a recipe book. Like, he's really into the food scene. Was he on, like... He does, like, there's something that looks vaguely, like, familiar to him, but I feel like he, like, just looks like he could have been a child actor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's great, and I've seen a lot of him stuff, and then every time I look at him, I'm like, where do I know him from? But I don't know. Never mind. All right, the next food trend I'm very excited by is Jenny's Everything Bagel Ice Cream. So it's literally ice cream flavored as an everything bagel and it's been all over my for you page and like everyone who gets it is super excited and does a taste test i'm gonna play uh, a video now that's by at it's katie steinberg she got a hold of the jenny's everything bagel ice cream here it is oh my god i couldn't even wait to get home it's the everything bagel ice cream from jenny's i'm like shaking about it i've been just like so excited all right, got my spoon, got my bagel, because someone said it tastes really good on a bagel, but here we go. Ugh. This feels like an unboxing, but an uncartoning. No scent, it's okay. Okay, here we go. Oh my God. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's a little salty, a little sweet. All right, I heard it tastes like delectable on a bagel. Who am I? What am I doing with my life? I literally can't stop. It tastes like frozen cream cheese. What a dream. How blessed. Go try it. I don't think this looks great. Like, honestly, I feel like I've reached the end of the everything bagel craze over here. Like, too much. It's too much. No, Melissa, I'm actually very surprised to hear you say that because the listeners should know that Dina and I sent Melissa... Oh, God, sorry. (laughs) Um, there's some some interesting construction happening at my apartment that I've lived in for two days and I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Well, New York, New York. Yeah. It's par for the Um, course. Can you even hear me? It feels very loud. Yeah. Yeah. We can hear you. Okay. Well, apologies for that. Anyways, we sent Melissa these bagels from Essa Bagel. They are fantastic bagels. I think it was like mostly everything, but there were some other things. But yeah, Melissa sent us these videos like hysterically, like overwhelmed with emotion, crying because she was so excited about the bagels. So I'm shocked to hear you say that. I think that like I'm very apprehensive, but like very on board. I think it's probably delicious. I can't wait to try it. Jenny's like, please let us try this delicious ice cream. I'm excited. And there's some ice cream. Well, I will defend myself in saying that I, I think that I am just like 
an uh, originalist, should we call it? Like, I just, I, I love nothing more than a New York everything bagel with cream cheese. Like that is, yes, my favorite thing in the world. Send me it, I will cry. But I don't want that in ice cream form. I, like, I, I'm already done with even like the Trader Joe's seasoning of it. The They've got everything bagel locks. They've got everything bagel sour cream. It's I, just all I want is a Zabar's everything bagel. Stop trying to make it happen in other things. It's- well, I, I love that these a lot of people are putting the everything bagel ice cream on top of an everything bagel or like a donut or something. I love it. I think it's great. So I hate that. I, I'm angered by that. I was angry watching her do that. I said, don't put ice cream on a bagel. And then what happens? You bite into it and your teeth hurt? Ooh, that, ooh, that, that does hurt my teeth. I, yeah. Can I you imagine? Mm-hmm. Sam, I think you're the tiebreaker. I'm, I love savory sweet. I'm very on board. I can't wait to try it. I will, I'll agree, like, thinking about biting into ice cream, like, makes me cringe. But everything else about it, like, I'm extremely interested in it. I think it's probably delicious. All right. Well, Jenny's just DM us for uh, my address. I'll give it to you. You can give it to me and I'll try it. I'll let our viewers know. The next trend we have to talk about in food TikTok took TikTok by storm. I want like sometime last year, actually, it's the tortilla trend when you cut a tortilla in quadrants and you do the fold. So there's a ton, a ton of videos going on with that. We'll we'll play one now that's a little different than uh, some other ones. For a recipe that's equal parts breakfast, yellow, small dogs, and cheese, look no further. Mm, delicious. She's not gonna. There she goes. So yeah, so this is a creator at Just Being Divine is her handle, and she's known for doing what I think are like blind duets where she's sort of like watching a video for the first time and doing a voiceover with it. And so she improvises over it. I think it's improvised and it's really funny. Um, So this was one, she's done a few with the tortilla trend. And I mean, people have just gone off the deep end with this tortilla trend. Like Dina's Sour Patch Kids is a good example of like tortilla (laughs) trend gone rogue. Yeah. I burned my fingers trying to do that, too. I injured myself. Well, that was maybe just God punishing you. (laughs) Yes, it was. I love, like, all of the commentary about the tortillas. People have a very, very, like, strong idea as to, like, where the cheese should go. And it makes sense. Like, the cheese should be the binding element, so it should be in the last quadrant that you pull over. But, like, and it is, does kind of make me cringe when people screw that up. But it's not that big of a deal. And people in the comments are like, you're doing it wrong. Like, it's, people are just very aggressive. <laughs> yeah. But I like these little, like, avant-garde, like, plays on on things like Dina's Sour Patch, which then the official Sour Patch account did the same thing. And they didn't give you any the idea credit. So that's really rude. What? So rude. Yeah. I've got beef with the real Sour Patch kids yeah. now. But that's okay. One of our favorite creators in the food tiktok world is at the korean vegan and all of her videos are just beautiful and she makes the most gorgeous foods but every voiceover is this elaborate story and the one she did with tortilla she talks about depression 
Depression is hard to define. It's like waking up and putting on the same t-shirt and sweatpants you've been wearing for weeks. It's comforting, familiar, but also heavy and annoying. At night, you fall asleep with a gnawing hole in your chest, and you wake up, and the first thing you feel is that same hole. You spend the day answering emails, reviewing documents, and even the act of walking to the bathroom feels oddly Herculean. Dividing your energy between acting normal and preventing that hole from swallowing you turns everything around you into a dull, white noise. You chatter away in the drive to work, hoping your husband will fall for your act at least at that moment, while in your head you say to yourself, fake it till you make it. You feel untethered, unentitled to your sadness. You feel ungrateful and ashamed when you hear about others who have actual reasons to be sad. And you wonder, is this a delayed reaction to COVID? To missing that one smell you associate with your family's cooking? Or maybe you're just a spoiled brat. So you repeat, fake it till you make it. I love the Korean vegan. Her recipes always look amazing. And she is like is such a great storyteller. Um, so it just feels like you're going on a journey with her. And she's also, I think one of her videos, she's a lawyer in real life. Like she's a lawyer, but she also, I think is a content creator and does a lot of like food stuff. But she, I remember was explaining like legal things surrounding like Trump's impeachment and the insurrection and um, election fraud and all this stuff. So she's really, really smart. And she has lived an interesting life and kind of talks about her relationship with her family and I think she was divorced like there's just a lot of different layers and but she tells it to you in a way that's really soothing and she cooks these delicious looking things um and she doesn't like talk necessarily about being vegan or about what she's cooking but there's just something really powerful um just like the combination of storytelling and food and a lot of the stories where she's talking about her family and she's cooking food that's like reminiscent of growing up or of her heritage and I yeah I think she's she's great it's just really powerful uh, absolutely I'm a huge fan of hers too her videos are just there's something very calming about them and moving like yeah it's just she is really worth checking out if you haven't seen her stuff yet it's a very much a testament to the type of content that can be produced on TikTok, where you have both an audio and a visual medium, and you can edit things. It's it's just really, really great what she's done. I'm a huge fan of hers. Me too. On the other end of the spectrum, we have at cooking.with.jemima. And this, I don't know if they've revealed their face yet, but it's basically a child who it cooks in the most like disgusting manner. Hey guys, welcome to Cooking with Jemima. So in today's video, we'll be making a quesadilla. So I'll take any kind of tortilla, flour, corn, whatever you like. Take some cheese and spread it out evenly as much as you need. Then you want to fold up your quesadilla so then it sticks together. Then you want to go ahead and put it in the microwave for 35 seconds. Then after that's done, you want to go ahead and turn it on your oven. And then so then you want to put your butter in there so then it doesn't stick to the pan. Take your quesadilla and put it into the pan. And I don't like unseasoned food, so you guys don't have to do this, but you can. I put a little bit of garlic powder, actually a lot. I didn't mean to put that much, it was way too much. So if you do want to put garlic powder, do not put as much as I did. What I did was I put a little bit of water to even it out. And I kept flipping it over so then it cook evenly. I kept adding water throughout. I also added a little bit of pepper on each side. And there you go, bon appetit. Your quesadilla is done. Bye. It's so disturbing. 
I'm shooketh by this. <laughs> like, why would you put water out of the quesadilla that you're trying to make crisp? Like, it hurt my soul. <laughs> what about the amount of garlic? Literally pours a whole bo- bottle of garlic well, powder on the quesadilla. That was why they needed the water. Honestly, like, <laughs> I've done this before. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Melissa has washed pad thai oh in a God. sink because it was too spicy and then proceeded to eat it. I forgot about yeah. that. That's true. It's just like it's going against the point of a quesadilla, which is to have a crispy outerness. Like, I'm just confused. Um, but it's a child. It's fine. I wish I didn't have to yeah. see it. It disturbed me deeply, but I wish the best for the child. Yeah, and this child also has just been doing a bunch of other ones and retrying. And each time there's always something, like, even weirder and weirder that he or she does. Do you think it's, like, a joke account? And it's just, like, some, like, adult, like, fucking around i think it's a child and then because of the amount of attention it like the video got then it just kept going on and on and now it's on purpose yeah i love the comments on this one this is another Mm -hmm. one where like you know quote you sprint to the comments and like somebody mentioned in this like yeah it's almost like the kid is trying to be an adult you know like the way they prefaced with I like my food to to have flavor, you know, like that's because that's sort of a common thing on TikTok is like people make fun of like, quote, white people food. And, you know, they'll in the comments be like, you got to add spice, you got to add garlic. So it's like they were a kid trying to emulate that idea. But then they literally just like accidentally dumped a whole can of garlic powder on a quesadilla. But some of these comments, one of the top ones is, did you just boil a quesadilla in water and garlic powder? <laughs> There's another one that says that quesadilla went through hell and back. <laughs> it's great. Shall we move on to a very controversial food trend in TikTok food is the gigantic nacho table. So now this is when you have a table and you put like foil or saran wrap down and then lay out a bunch of chips and pour quesadilla, beans, meat on directly onto the table and the chips. And it's like I've seen these with like six foot tables. I also don't love this. Do we want to play Tink's video hating on them? Yeah. So I love Tink's. I think she encapsulates why nacho tables yeah. are gross. Here it is. I hate to do this and I'm probably going to lose followers and I usually don't say controversial things on here, but I need to admit something to you guys. I think that those big nacho tables that people do on here are fucking disgusting. I don't understand why anybody would want to make their kitchen table into a giant nacho platter. And yes, I'm an anal retentive OCD freak who is worried about the cleanup, but I'm also worried about the quality of the nachos. It doesn't feel like enough cheese gets on any chip feels like they would get cold very quickly and quite frankly it feels like a germ nightmare especially considering the pandemic lovato that we're in there's something very unsanitary about this i agree it's pretty it's it's not great especially in covid times it everything about it looks really gross and i love nachos so much but like i feel like these nacho tables first of all deeply ruin the integrity of a nacho like nachos are not meant to be Mm -hmm. like gross-looking cloppy cheese sauce, like, poured out. And then, like, immediately 
you're going to have like weird room temperature. Like it's just not, it's not right. And there's never like the correct amount of toppings. Like it's just, I agree with you, Dina, like my germophobia got like, was just like, this is not, this is not good. We don't like this. One thing I hate too is when shredded cheese isn't melted. Like it's like the Mexican shredded cheese blend, you know, I don't know why I've always had a thing about it that like, it disgusts me the thought of eating that raw. Like I just really hate the thought of eating raw cheese blend. I always melt it. And with all of these boards, like I kept thinking like, cause they were putting it, yeah, on a tin foil. And I thought, oh, are they gonna like put a heat lamp over this? Like, are they somehow gonna toast <laughs> the table? Because the thought of putting raw sprinkled Mexican cheese blend all over chips, and then eating that, first of all, how does it even stay on the chip? Like, think of it scientifically. You just put a bunch of the sprinkled cheese on the chip and then you go to pull the chip. Wouldn't the cheese all fall off? That's why you need to melt it so that it sticks on. I'm just horrified, perplexed, and I don't like this at all. I'm glad we can all agree on not liking yeah, this. that's yeah. true. I mean, I guess sometimes we have the same food taste, but not, not always. Melissa, I don't I don't necessarily agree with you. Sometimes I just like eat the shredded cheese like with my hand out of the bag. But I will say the not a lot of the nacho tables that I've seen, there's like somebody it's always like really like high intensity and there's somebody with like holding like the bowl or like the container of like hot cheese and like trying to spread it really quickly and then the other people are following them and like throwing toppings on and it all just feels like unnecessarily chaotic and like disgusting yes in some cases it's not melted in some cases it is it is regardless i think we can all agree that two thumbs down on this trend please go away <laughs> down. down go away but i'm nervous because i feel like we'll see a lot of like super bowl nacho table things i don't know we'll we'll see after the weekend can i just say something unrelated to food tiktok okay well first of all people shouldn't be gathering for large nacho gatherings because of the pandy. But speaking of the pandy, I love that all of the TikTokers like don't say the word pandemic and they'll say like, because we're in this panoramic or because of this like whatever else, like some like derivative of the word pan. And it's just like so dumb, but it makes me laugh every time. I'm just like, this is great. Was it Tinks? Somebody just said the, the pandemi Lovato. Did you guys see that? <laughs> okay. All right. Our last food topic is one of my favorite songs, I think, on TikTok now, and it's about making sog paneer. My future, forget my past. If you want to get with me, better make my curry past. Now don't go wasting my precious time. Get your act together, we could just be fine. I tell you what I want, what I really, really want. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I want a, I want a, I want a sag paneer. Zika, zag, zika. Ah. Hello, baskets. Sag paneer, easy peasy recipe, basket. Very, very simple. Pause if you very, very slow. Your English no good like mine, baskets. Use the butter. Enjoy, baskets. I want to meet this person, whoever did this song. If they're in India, if they're here, like I don't know where they are in the world, but I want to be their best friend. Yeah, and I think you would be good friends. This was a very good find. I'm very glad that 
you found this and shared this video with us. This just brings me joy. Happy to serve. I want to make this recipe immediately. It's so delightful and delicious. It's also like very amusing how he's like, pause the video so you can read the, the ingredients. Like he's like very much like knows that he's playing to an audience and I, it's delightful. I loved it. Love. His handle is Yorkshire Indian. Go and check that out. Sam, anything else? Food TikTok or any TikTok or anything that you'd like to discuss on this esteemed Too Old for TikTok podcast? I don't think so. This has been delightful. Uh, it made me really hungry. So I think I think I, I need to eat some dinner. Wait, I did. I forgot one really important thing about the baked feta recipe. They created like a day in Finland for this recipe. And it's oh today. Like we're recording God. this on February 4th. And today is... Baked Pasta Day in Finland. So happy Baked Pasta Day to all of you. Wait, is it Baked Pasta Day or Baked Feta Pasta Day? Baked Feta Pasta Day. Whoa. Wow. It's, hold on. I can read this to you since you probably won't end up using this in the thing. Oh, we're using it. It turns out, so this is a Food 52 article about this trend and they interviewed Jenny, the, the originator of the recipe. It turns out that this Thursday, February 4th, is actually international. I'm going to butcher this. I think it's like the word for baked. So it's uni feta pasta. It's like U-U-N-I feta pasta, like all one word. It's that day in Finland. Um, and she launched the day to gather all the feta pasta makers across the world. This year's celebration is sure to see a new wave of participants given the recipe's newfound fame. So she's planning to cook the pasta on Instagram Live, not TikTok, but that's okay. She's new to TikTok. Um, and she invites everyone to cook along with her using the hashtags Uni Feta Pasta and Baked Feta Pasta. Uni Feta Pasta is here to stay and people still make it all the time in Finland, she says. Wow. Well, wow, happy Uni yay. Feta Pasta, you two, and to our listeners. Sam, this, we are so appreciative that we had such a brilliant food expert on this episode. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your very busy schedule. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I just, I love the podcast, huge fan, and so happy to be able to participate. So thank you, guys. Oh, thank you. Thanks.